The Starfield release date continues to be a bit of a question mark after a delay, a ton of gameplay footage shown at the Summer Showcase, as well as basically an announcement that we would see the game within 12 months of the Xbox Bethesda Showcase. Now, the more I look at it and the more I analyze it, I think we continue to see more evidence this game will be delayed. I do think it has been delayed again. I'm going to walk through why I think this. this is related to recent comments from Matt Booty as well as an internal delay of Redfall that's been rumored, sort of tying this all together. There's also signs pointing to a showcase very soon from Microsoft about 2023. I'm going to break it all down for you right here at the beginning of the video so you don't have to go searching for it. Then I discuss it with the live stream. If you like this kind of content, hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you do not miss out on the video. So a quick recap of everything that's been going on with Starfield is they showed this showcase during the summer after it getting delayed and then they made it pretty clear that they were citing sort of a 12 month release window for everything shown during the Xbox Bethesda showcase saying hey you're going to see all these games in the next 12 months that means if it doesn't land by June of 2023 that would be another delay and recently when Matt Booty was on a podcast he made comments that made it seem as though Starfield already had been placed further down the calendar from Redfall in my mind almost making it sound like yeah Redfall is going to be the first game you're going to kind of see show up the big release and then you're going to see Starfield land a bit later and I think the expression of looking further down the calendar already sort of made it seem like it was coming the second half of 2023 I also thought the delay was sort of unceremoniously happening after we were told it was set in ink it was basically supposed to be a locked in thing Redfall, according to a rumor, somebody internally, this is the same person who said it would be landing in March of 2023, recently took to Twitter to say that Redfall was being delayed again. Uh, And this is what the tweet read. Update on Redfall's release date. Have heard that it's been pushed back internally by about six weeks, currently targeting an early May release. Unfortunate news, but I'm sure it's for the best. Now, the thing to read here is that they're targeting an early May release. This could be an internal delay that leads to another bump. So anytime somebody says they're targeting a release date, I sort of say, okay, yeah, sure, that's not really a release date. This is also on the heels of sort of hearing that these games were going to be in relation to each other. I think this is a pretty good theory. I think they want to give Redfall space. I think Matt Booty's expression was not something accidental. I don't think he was just sort of speaking in passing. I do think they want to spread these releases out. You wouldn't want to sort of cannibalize Redfall. I think in the wake of not having a whole lot of releases, spacing them out makes the most sense. You want to blast them all out right on top of each other that wouldn't I don't think would be a very good idea second we've also seen recent commentary and theories from people who cover Bethesda games Todd likes to talk about his games within five to six months which means every month that passes sort of kicks that further down the road so as far as I can tell we're going to get out of December and we're not going to hear anything from them which means you're not going to see Starfield land in first quarter if that theory holds I think it's a pretty good theory that they like to talk about their games within five or six months of release so if we don't hear about it in December as well as January and we're seeing Redfall targeting May 
it just makes sense that you're going to see Starfield land outside of that first of the year window, first half of the year window of 2023, because unless they're really going to shrink that marketing funnel way, way down. Now, they have shown us some good things. I was sort of debating this with my producer saying, he was like, they haven't shown us anything. And I'm like, well, actually, they kind of have. They've shown us how the dialogue system will work. They recently did another one of those interviews going into quests and factions info, and I think that information is really valuable to Bethesda fans. People that were looking forward to this, sort of looks like Skyrim and Fallout had like a baby and then you go into outer space. I think those systems and those information pieces that we got were very promising. And apparently, according to Insider Gaming, there is a showcase on the horizon. Xbox Two hosts Randall Tor and Jez Corden have claimed that they have heard from multiple sources that an Xbox showcase is in the works for early 2023. That's Insider Gaming writing this. The news comes a week after Aaron Greenberg, Xbox Games Marketing Vice President, tweeted that people will not have to wait too long for what's next from us. So sort of setting the stage for next year. Aaron Greenberg said... We have a lot planned to show and share about an incredibly exciting year ahead for 2023. Appreciate folks that are eager to learn and see more. Timing is always key, but don't worry. You will not have to wait too long for what's next from us. So in my mind, this is sort of their plan going forward. They're going to do some sort of other showcase early in the year to set the stage. Logically speaking, it seems that Xbox is aiming to bounce back. They're wanting to have a very solid year, and Insider Gaming thinks the same thing. With Redfall, Starfield, Forza Motorsport being planned for the first half of 2023, an early 2023 Xbox showcase makes a lot of sense. Fans need a more in-depth preview of these games and accurate release dates with pre-orders being made available too. Now, the only thing I'll change there is I don't think Starfield's landing in the first half of the year. I think that's going to be long to Redfall. Now, maybe Forza Motorsport will as well, but it's starting to feel like they're really going to want to space these things out. You would do Redfall, you know, first half, first quarter, earlier portion. Now that it's going to land in May, that doesn't really land first quarter. Forza could land in the summer, and then they would sort of use the summer to promote Starfield. Starfield landing quite a bit later, in my mind. In addition, they said, with Xbox also having games like Arc 2, Stalker 2, Minecraft Legends, and more, all being given vague 2023 dates, a showcase of such announcements is likely. So Tom, Tom Henderson, who runs Insider Gaming, he thinks it makes sense. He says, personally, from a pure speculation point of view, I'd say it's almost a guarantee that an early 2023 Xbox showcase is going to happen with the games lined up for 2023. I tend to agree. My prediction is this. The showcase is going to announce hard release dates. We will finally know the exact dates of Redfall, Forza Motorsport, and Starfield. They will probably also trot out release dates for some of the other titles that currently don't have even more than a vague mention of 2023. I think they will use the summer game press to sort of heavily focus on Starfield. In my mind, they're going to try to get Redfall out of the way. This is from a Bethesda perspective combined with Microsoft's marketing efforts. You want to get Redfall out of the way. I don't think Redfall is going to be a tectonic, earth-shattering game. I don't even know if it's going to be received that well because of some of their decisions about co-op. You get that out of the way, and then the summer, you can really, really push the Starfield press. Have that hard release date. I think Starfield lands in November of 2023. That's just a, that's just a personal speculative guess in theory that I've come up with and then that's all 
you would really be hearing about in the summer. Now, not that's not the only thing, but they would heavily focus on the game. That would give them plenty of time between that June to November five-month window. See what I'm doing there? That five-month window, they can really, really hard press. The release date announcement really wouldn't be the same. I still think we wouldn't see, see much of Starfield until that June press push because they're just going to primarily focus on letting Redfall get its marketing up and running, get its pre-order secured, get people excited about Redfall. Then June is when you really ramp up for Starfield. Start showing way more Todd Howard will like, you know, really let us kind of see inside the guts of the game more than we already have. And then that would be your five-month ramp-up window for that November release date. So I do think we've gotten more information. We got more things happening that in my mind sort of pushes me to continue to think there's another Starfield delay coming. They are going to announce the release date at some point, probably in the showcase, and it's not going to land in the first half of 2023, which to me is fine. I'm not being critical here. I'd rather the game delay and be very good and land and do well and not be a mess and not get tons of criticism for all the wrong things. If this game launches and they have to spend six months fixing it, that's just going to be a sullied launch. That, that, that won't be good for the game. That won't be good for reception, PR, reviews, ETC. I don't think that that anybody wants that. Even people that have been critical of Xbox are sort of looking to Starfield to deliver something good and worthy of being a flagship title for the Xbox platform. I can't wait to play it. I hope it delivers that Star Trek space exploration RPG that a lot of us are hoping to get out of it. So I'm going to transition now to talking with the live audience. I want their opinion on this. Do they think my theory crafting and my breadcrumb picking up is is fair and accurate? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Hopefully you had a great holiday weekend uh, I almost skipped today, but I was like, this is a good story. Let's let's kick the week off strong. Uh, we did start a little bit late because, you know, the holiday. I didn't do any work over the weekend. Just spent time with the wife and kiddos and friends and church. Just Christmas was in full swing uh, with Christmas Eve landing on a Saturday and Christmas landing on a Sunday. We had a lot going on. Make sure you guys are going through the morning ritual. Smash that like button. Uh, We may have a very different turnout because people might not be back to work yet. People might be traveling today. Let's see here. What's everybody saying? Beard looking clean. Yeah, I trimmed it all the way. This is the lowest I've taken in a long time. What's good feed? I see you in the chat. Delayed until it's ready, says Solemn. I prefer it to launch and be good and everyone encouraging others to play it because it's good than to forever keep people away because of a terrible launch. Yeah, you don't want another cyberpunk where people are always going to look at your game with like a raised eyebrow. Yeah, do we think it's going to be delayed too much? I mean, it's... There's a tension, right? I am pro... I am pro delay... But I'm also kind of like, a game can get stuck in development hell. Like, it can get left there, and it can be really bad. I don't think that's going to happen with Starfield. Of all the games, if, I, if I'm looking at a game and thinking, like, do we see... <clears throat> excuse me. Do we see signs of development hell? I don't see evidence of that in Starfield. I don't. I see evidence of a game that's going to struggle with optimization and running well, like, running smoothly. I think that's the primary reason for the delay. I don't think they're like having problems with the game. Do you know what I mean? I don't think it's like mired in development struggles 
or or something like that. A lot of times when something's in development hell, they've encountered some pretty big snags uh, in their development pipeline. Maybe they're trying to do something with the engine. Maybe they decided mid you know mid development cycle to like port it to a different engine. I would imagine most of this is optimization. I bought a Steam Deck to play Starfield on the go since it's not going to be on the PS5. Getting Cyberpunk vibe here, says MJ. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I'm not getting a Cyberpunk vibe, personally, because they are skipping out on old gen. Now, I, I, have, a que- I have a discussion question about the Series S, but I don't want to go there right away. I, we always end up there, and I don't want to go there right away. I'm kind of saving that discussion question. It'll be 144030 on the S. I severely doubt that. I mean, I guess we can go there. We, we can go there. I don't see any evidence that this game is going to run at even... A 1440-30 on the S, I think, is incredibly... That's an incredibly bold prediction, given how games have been running up to now. Most games are in the 1080 dynamic range, and they don't maintain 60 on the S. And when you look at a game like this... With, the, with how big the vistas and the spaces are, the draw distance, the size and scope of what you're doing, I, 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 that's, that is a genuine question that I have for people. I don't want to get into a Series S bashing session, but one of my discussion questions today is, with the recent tech breakdown showing the Xbox Series S commonly hitting 1080 dynamic and even then struggling to hit consistent 60, some games are doing like 1080 dynamic and they're in the 30s. Where do you think Starfield's performance is going to land on the Series S? We get 12 more likes on the video, guys. We had a huge milestone uh, over the weekend when you guys went crazy for all of the gifted members. Let me get the member goal back uh, over there. And we really appreciate you guys getting us back to 2,000 members. So we will do a Star Wars watch party with you guys next month at 2,500. We have to do a full playthrough of a scary game on a weekend. We'll pick that weekend and do like a, a triple header that one time we did with the quarry. It's not going to hit 60 on the S, but it will on the X. I'm not particularly concerned about the Series X performance. That doesn't... I'm not concerned there. I know Starfield in general might have its own optimization struggles, but I'm not concerned about like, oh no, the Series X isn't going to perform well. That's never been a concern of mine. I've, I've, I've played plenty of games on that system and feel like... It does a totally fine job. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't play anything on that on that rig and feel like, oh no, this thing's bad or this thing's weak. I, I've I've never felt that. Yo, good morning, Zubair. The fully patched, updated Horizon Forbidden West still has some funky graphics issues, says Derek. I don't think Bethesda has an Ice Cube's chance in hell to do better. A $20 tip from Skiffy Skiffles. Happy holidays, Lono. Can't gift, but here's 20 Man, oh man, do we need that to change because that's $5 short of getting us started on the daily member goal. That'd be almost five gifted members. They gotta fix that, man. I appreciate the $20 super chat. I really do. It's such a bummer when people can't gift that they have to do a super chat. Like, I, 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 you support me either way, but I love it going to others. Like, I, I like that. I like that vibe. Todd Howard said he didn't care about 60 hertz, hinting at 30 FPS. I mean, Todd Howard is on record as the saying they'll sacrifice frames for 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 graphics. He he's essentially said that in an interview. That's not an abnormal thing for them to do to be like, yeah, performance can go down. We don't care. 
I mean, I, I'm concerned about that aspect in general. Yo, Skip Toasty says, I'll do it. I'll get it started. That's my man right there. That's my man right there. That's that's the way to start the day. Five gifted members. Let's get this going, he says. Cameron gets one. Curtis, Overkill, Phil, and Lance. You guys all got gifted members. You can go back and watch our Christmas stream with my wife. It's hilarious. You can do that now as a member. Uh, you can be here Monday. Ooh, that's not white balanced well. That was like, I was in a dungeon. I thought I got that. I thought I said it well this morning. No, that's a match. That that matches now. Thank you so much, Skip. Guys, when we hit 25, I have to gift five. If we hit 2,500, we'll do another triple header horror game with my wife. We did that with the quarry. We will do it with Until Dawn. We'll do that sometime in January. If you guys hit that, you got to hit it before December's up because as soon as we get to January... It's going to be hard to maintain again. You know what I'm saying? Demon Eye says, I'll help you maintain it. My man just jumping right in. It could run internally at 720. If they find a way to upscale to 1440, I could see a 1440 30 on the S, says Eugene. Nice sweater. Thank you. It's very festive. It's also very warm. It's friggin' cold in Kentucky. It's cold here, dude. It is, uh, yeah, it's cold. Another five there. Thank you, Demon Eyes, for doing that. Uh, Aaron Austin, Arcane Gaiman, Norman, Steven, and Johnny Storm. You guys all got gifted members, taking us to 10 members already on the day. Almost halfway to the daily member goal. Cameron with a $5 says, thanks for the gifted. Well, that's a way to pay it back and say, hey, thanks so much for the gifted. Appreciate you very, very much. How much Celsius? Uh, it's snowing right now in Kentucky. And it is, I can't switch my, I don't know if I can switch my thing to Celsius. It's 19 degrees Fahrenheit right now. If you want to try to convert that 19 Fahrenheit, baby. Woo. It was very cold. It was very cold over the weekend. I finished the Uncharted upgrade over the weekend and I was in awe of what they did. It shows what is possible and what games should be striving for those thresholds. Any less is a letdown. I agree. I agree. My money's on Dynamic 1080 for the S's, Jastification. Yeah, so the question on the table is, um, with, with the recent tech breakdowns of games running pretty commonly at Dynamic 1080 on the Series S, where do you think Starfield's going to land? Now, I have a whole theory about Starfield delayed again. I think it's been delayed again. I don't think the Starfield release date is going to be first half of 2023. There's rumors now that Redfall's been internally delayed six weeks, and they're targeting an early May release. Now, keep in mind, that's targeting. That doesn't even mean Redfall's going to hit that, okay? If Redfall lands in May, if Redfall lands, uh, you know, in basically the middle of the year, May and June, that's basically... That's the end of when all these games are supposed to be out. According to Xbox, at the, at, the, at the Xbox Bethesda Showcase, all games that were shown during that showcase are supposed to be landing within 12 months, which means Redfall's already getting up against that deadline already if this internal delay is true. And I believe, according to Matt Booty, Redfall comes first. Redfall will release first, and then Starfield's further down the calendar. So that's why I think this pretty much confirms that, yes, Starfield has been delayed again. I'm pointing to a November release date. That's what I think. That's not hate or, like, propaganda. That's just me saying from what I see and how this thing's been talked about and how this thing's been, you know, sort of placed, I don't think we're seeing this thing first half of 2023. I don't think so. I do not. 
I don't think Starfield is releasing anytime soon, says Tyrone. Now, in the vein of this discussion, I wanted to know what people thought. Like, where do you think this thing's going to land performance-wise on the Series S? I think that's particularly one of the main reasons it's been delayed again. I think they're struggling with performance. And so, in my mind, if it's struggling with performance on the Series S, I'm looking at other games right now running on the Series S. Where's most of the games landing? And most of the games are landing Dynamic 1080, and they're struggling to hit 60. There was a game recently, I swear we looked at a game recently, that was struggling to hit 30 with Dynamic 1080. Like, it was even struggling in that that ballpark. It was like, what on earth? Next holiday, Spider-Man 2 versus Starfield could be spicy. Yeah, as far as we know, Spider-Man should be November of next year. Not official, but that's been the speculation. Microsoft needs to get one game out. Good lord. On the Series S, it's going to be 30 FPS, 1080, while on the X, it'll be 60 FPS with maybe 4K or 1080. I think on the Series X, it'll be 1440, 60... And then there'll be, like, the 30 FPS, like, uh, graphics mode. Like, we'll make everything look really awesome. You know how you get, like, the ray tracing modes or whatever? I think there will be a 30 FPS mode. Spider-Man is officially fall of 2023. Insomniac announced that window. Oh, that's right. They just recently announced that. That's right. They, um, we I posted a short about that on, my, uh, on the updates channel. I forgot about that. That is true. Spider-Man's been officially slated for fall of 2023. So then, yeah, it'll be a pretty big showdown next year. Next year's going to be big. There's a lot coming. I guess they're delaying Hellblade 2. I don't know, Alan. I mean, are, are we supposed to, Did they, they didn't show Hellblade at the Xbox Bethesda Showcase, did they? Did they show Hellblade 2 and say, hey, this is going to be one of the games landing in the next 12 months? I don't think that that's what they did with that one. We don't even have an approximation for Hellblade 2 at this moment. We don't even have a guess of when that game's coming. <clears throat> I feel like I would have heard about that. I'm a huge Hellblade fan. Have you had to see gameplay for Hellblade 2? No, we saw gameplay, but it was a while ago. I don't think when we saw a gameplay of that game, I don't think that was during the showcase where they said everything you saw in this showcase is coming in the next 12 months. There was just that one gameplay trailer, but I don't it wasn't during that showcase. They've gone dark. Yeah, they went dark. They've not said much of anything since. Didn't they say they're moving Hellblade to Unreal 5? I don't think they're moving it. I think from the very beginning they said uh, it was going to be it was going to be on um, Hell, uh, Unreal 5. I think that was announced from the very beginning. Avowed as a nebulous title at this point. No updates on it at all since it was first revealed. Indiana Jones seems to still be an early dev per the recent job listing. As far as next year goes for Microsoft, you're looking at Forza Motorsport, Starfield, and Redfall. Those are your three most assured releases, okay? Those are your most assured releases. Beyond that, we we don't know. Like, there are other titles that have vague releases for next year. There's Ark 2, there's Minecraft Legends, there's Stalker 2, okay? So, potentially, there could be six big releases for Microsoft next year. I'm going to guess it's going to land between three and four. I don't know if all of those games are even going to come out next year. If they all do, 
We'll find out very soon. There's going to be an Xbox showcase very soon, according to internal uh, internal leaks and stuff. According to multiple sources, Randall Tor and Jez, they both run that Xbox podcast. They both have said multiple sources have told them a big showcase is on the way. To basically say, here's what's coming in 2023. If you want my personal theory, I think Microsoft just admitted at some point, 2022 is a wash push everything the next year and let's just slam let's make next year amazing right let let's make 2023 a strong year rather than like having one good game maybe land in 2022 and then bump everything else the next year i think they said no push everything to 2023 that'll be our big bounce back year just starting from the beginning happy holidays good to see you yeah They've got this image. Thank you. Thank you, Eugene. They've got this image. Let me show you this image. That says, these are the games coming in the next 12 months. All right? Let me reload. Showcase lineup. Let's see if I can get this. I probably will have to do this. And then we'll have to just change the way that I'm capturing. All right, hang on. Let's go to this scene. And then let me switch the card. There we go. So apparently these are all coming to Xbox and PC over the next 12 months. So here's 2022 over here. Let's just ignore that. All right. Let's just ignore that. So I'm going to zoom in and I'm going to scroll over here so that we can kind of scroll down. Okay. Now these are not, that's from the 2022 showcase. Okay. So this is from the 2022 showcase. All right. So, as far as first parties go, you can see these four right here at the top. Redfall, Starfield, Forza Motorsport, and Minecraft Legends. Those are all first parties. I've, oh, Ara History Untold, I believe, is also uh, first party. Stalker 2. Alright, Flintlock is, is, is first party, I believe. Alright. A, a lot of these I'm not sure on. Wolong, I can't remember. Is that a first party or they just broker a deal? Now, you'll notice something. You'll notice something. I don't see Hellblade 2 on here. So anybody that thinks we're getting Hellblade 2 next year, I'm not seeing it. Cocoon is the one behind me. Uh, Dead Space. The Dead Space remake. Ravenlock. You know, replaced. All replaced looks so, so good. So, not all of these are first party titles, alright? But at the very least, it seems as though they're actually having a pretty, a pretty decent lineup of games for for next year that's a that's not a that's not a uh wolong's team ninja yeah but i don't know did did microsoft pay for any kind of exclusivity i know who the dev is who published it whose whose property is it supporting league of legends the console yeah apparently starfield uh only one i would check out says jaggy that trim looking fresh thank you yeah i got the hair chopped trimmed my beard as well yeah 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 it's not exclusive. Okay, thank you, Sandy. I didn't think Wolong was exclusive. That would be that would be an interesting deal for Team Ninja to do something exclusive with Microsoft. That would be at one level that would be a little unprecedented, right? So, if you guys have been enjoying the show so far, we're about 30 minutes in, man. Nice strong start to the day. Make sure you guys are smashing the like button. Say good morning in the chat. If you want to talk in my chat, you need to be a subscriber, and subscribing is, subscribing is totally free. And the more often you're here, the more likely you might get one of these members. Somebody, We've already had 10 gifted members this morning. When we hit 25, I have to give five back to say thank you, and I appreciate you guys getting us to over 2,000 members once again. 
2500 is our next big goal. They have a history uh, from Ninja Gaiden. Sony has an exclusive Team Ninja game, though. If I have to suffer, everyone needs to suffer. Do you know how much time I spent grinding the champs out? Oh, you guys are talking about something else. No way all three of these land in the next six months. That's exactly what I'm saying, Eugene. If you look at Redfall, if you look at Starfield, and you look at Forza Motorsport, this is what I think happens. I think Redfall, If I, I trust this delay. The guy that already had inside information about Redfall's release date being in like March, he's saying they're now targeting early May. Wouldn't surprise me if that ends up landing late May, almost lands in June. Then June is going to hit, and they're going to promote the ever-loving snot out of Forza and Starfield. Starfield will have a release date, I believe, in November of 2023. They're going to use the Summer Game Fest. They're going to use the Xbox Bethesda Showcase. That Summer Gaming Press, they're going to use to just heavily, heavily show and promote Starfield with a release date five months later. Somewhere in between June and November, I believe, is where Forza falls. Now, Forza might land really early next next year. It could, it could be their first quarter year game. It could be a March release. Forza's a toss-up in my mind. Forza Motorsport could land in March... And then that takes care of first quarter. Then Redfall lands sometime in May. And then they use the summer to promote the snot out of Starfield. Forza August, I think. I feel like Forza Motorsport would do well in the summer. I don't know why I feel that. That's like a gut instinct thing. That just feels like a... I don't know. Oh, it's a summertime game or something. I, I could be wrong. If you guys are just tuning in, I am speculating about a Starfield delay. I believe there will be another one. I believe there will be another one, and it will be landing late next year instead of early this year, as was promised. After Todd Howard saying that Starfield will be the he- a heaven for modders, and the game's being delayed a few times, I question their priorities. Reforge is a Microsoft acquisition, a money monopoly with the FCC. That's not really today's topic. I don't want to debate that with people. We're not. We're not. We're not covering that today. That's a huge distraction uh, from the current subject. Neo 2 would be way more popular game if it was on Xbox. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, I I reacted to the year in numbers from Game Industry Biz. We might ru- we'll probably run that video today. I there I didn't have anything for a second talk show. Well, I saw a second talk show potential and I thought it could get really dry this week, so I wanted to save it for tomorrow morning. Our morning show is a little bit more important than forcing an afternoon show if like the if like the if the gaming news cycle gets a little bit dry i want to be very careful with that there's no releases this week worth playing or checking out and the news cycle could get really really quiet and i've got a good one i think for tomorrow but i didn't want to force it today merry canadian christmas merry canadian christmas uh, at this point i say that they should just take as long as they need make starfield 11 out of 10 I am fully in support of delaying it again. I'm just letting people know all signs are pointing to another Starfield delay. All signs are pointing. I, I, I don't see this game coming out before before the middle of next year. I don't see it. I think they want Redfall to come out first. I think they want Redfall to come out first. And because they want Redfall to come out first, it's it, that's just... That is that is going to push Starfield back almost automatically. If Star, if Redfall doesn't come out until like May or June, that's I mean they barely made the deadline at that point. 
Yo, Suede with a nine-month milestone membership, and it's a member plus. Merry Christmas to you and the family. Welcome back in, Suede. Thanks so much. Members, don't forget all of the great members stuff that you can watch. My wife and I did a Christmas stream on Friday night. You really need to go watch it. It was hysterical. We played a bunch of just horrible Christmas games from Steam. Well worth a watch. Xbox seems to really be struggling, says Aaron. I believe it. It's really just more people who would have uh, hopped on Neo 2 would have been a plus for it. I there's more reasons to think that any kind of a Japanese owned game would struggle on Xbox more than thinking it would do very well. There's a pattern of games not doing new, doing well or skipping Xbox. I don't think Neo 2 would have had this huge surge of popularity uh, just because of it landed on Xbox. There's not even enough Xboxes in circulation to make that big of a difference. Delays are good, but you could end up delaying too much and the game ends up like Crackdown 3 where the hype is gone and the game ends up being lackluster. A 15-month milestone from Ric Flair. Woo! Welcome back in, Ric Flair. Thanks so much for hitting a nice milestone with us this morning. A great milestone, guys, would be 200 likes on the vid, so smash the thumbs up. Maybe spam some Lono Dope emotes in the chat to remind people. I got a nice Steam gift card. So many choices on games to buy hey that's a great reason uh to be a member we do new trailer tuesdays and we do watch list wednesdays sometimes where i'm like hey these are games you really need to pay attention to i should have some really i should have a new list of games this wednesday for watch list wednesday we don't do it all the time because like there's not there's not always games coming out but i will give you i will give you those this week Thank you so much for another 15-month milestone from Skiffy Skiffles, and it's a VIP. Appreciate you being at that higher level of membership. Thank you. Pretty sure the day before is vaporware. It strongly feels like a hype generator to draw attention. Yeah, I don't think that game's ever going to happen. I, I think that's a fake game. I don't think the day before is real. I think it's a fake game. I think they're faking people out. It's going to be real interesting. It'll be real interesting to see what happens with that one. If Hogwarts comes out before Starfield, Starfield will be delayed until 2024. Do you understand what you just said? You want, do you understand what you just said? Like, that's not... Alright, hang on. Let's, let's look at the actual timeline here. Alright. Hogwarts is releasing on February the 10th. So in your mind, Starfield has what... 48 days to release and if it doesn't release in the next 48 days it's going to get delayed until 2024 Hogwarts is like literally a sneeze away from launching February the 10th that's that's right around the corner brother that means Starfield would basically have to release in January number one I don't know if anybody wants to release a major release in January I don't believe what I just said just speculation I'm definitely high on Copium, but maybe after knowing that Redfall is getting delayed, maybe they change their mind and swap Redfall and Starfield. I don't think so, and here's why, Lone Wolf. The rumors of the internal delay for Redfall are coming too close to Matt Booty saying what he said. He has been heavily involved. He gave indications he's been there, he's seen these games, he wishes we could show more, he's really excited for these things to release, like he's really pumped, and... We got, we got what, a week or two later, maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks later, all of a sudden we're hearing like, oh, it's been internally delayed. Usually when you hear about something like this, 
it's already happened. It's like, it's already happened. Like, we're hearing about it now, but that internal delay probably, you know, took place a month ago or so, which means he was probably well aware of it. So when he said what he said, we're going to have Redfall, and then further, and as we, he said, as we look down the calendar, so in his mind, Starfield comes further down the calendar from Redfall, Again, he I think he betrayed the reality when he said that. I think we see Redfall in May, almost June. That's basically the 12-month window. So Redfall's going to land within it. I don't think Starfield lands within it. Do you understand the logic that I'm applying? Like, we were told during the Xbox Bethesda showcase that everything they showed us was going to be launching in the next 12 months. We now have it on pretty good authority. Redfall will not be landing until May. And that's, again, they're targeting May. So it could land in June. It could barely make it into May. That means that Redfall barely made that deadline. Which game do you think is harder to develop? This game or Redfall? Okay? So this game's been delayed. And according to Matt Booty, Starfield is further down the calendar than Redfall. Which, again, it stands to reason then... If Redfall lands in May, or again, again, that's a targeted date, but let's just say they do it. Redfall releases in May. I, I think I think Starfield lands in November. I think they use the summer press to just promote the snot out of it. And I think one of the major pieces, one of the major pieces of this delay, I think is the, the Xbox Series S. And we already talked about this this morning, that... I think this game I think this game will end up running at dynamic 1080. I think they're going to run at dynamic 108030. I don't think they're even going to have a mode that targets 60 FPS on the Series S. I don't think they do. I think they're going to run this thing dynamic 108030 on the Series S. And I think it's going to run dynamic 1440 to get 60 FPS on the Series X. So it won't it won't stay at 1440 it'll dip which plenty of games do that now that's not a slam and then there'll be like a 4k 30 fps mode as well even that i think is ambitious given todd howard's comments about frames per second you know they're willing to put something down to 30 fps we may see november be spider-man against starfield i mean listen i'm kind of here for it I'm kind of here for that. I, I think that would make for some great headlines. Now, comparing those games and putting them up against each other is kind of wonky because they're very, very different. One's action-adventure. You know, the other is, you know, is Skyrim or, you know, Fallout in space. Very different approaches to games in general. Dynamic 1080-30 could raise concerns that they missold the Series S when they call it affordable next-gen, says Jaggy. In my, in my mind, people continue to defend that console, and I don't think they really realize what the issue is. The, the issue isn't that, like, oh, it's a piece of garbage. It's that, look, man, this is a marginal upgrade. This is a very marginal upgrade from the previous console. The Xbox One X like the souped up version or whatever. I gave one to my nephews cuz it was just sitting around the house and they were they were they were on an old Xbox 1. So I gave them the Xbox 1X. 
the jump in performance that we've seen from the Xbox One X to the Series S has just been so minimal. It's so marginal. I, and and you got to think there are games in development right now that we won't be playing for another five years. I just I can't imagine in five or six years playing on something that's running 1080 dynamic 1080 with 30 FPS. That just feels so odd to me. I really don't like mods at release as it often takes something away from enjoying the game you're thinking about modding before you've played it was uh, as it was supposed to be like Fallout 4 did this as well. Yeah, I tend to avoid mods myself. I like to play the vanilla version of the game. For the first time in ages, I'm, uh, ages, I'm off on a weekday. You have my total attention and I haven't had anything to say. Life is weird, man. Oh, am I, is, am I doing that good of a job, Zubair? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. In terms of raw power, that makes sense, but the Series S has better technology. It supports ray tracing. Wait, what? It does? Are you sure about that? I thought that it didn't support ray tracing. That was the big snag. And the big snafu was that it doesn't support ray tracing. I gave my Series S to my nephew uh, for Christmas. He side-eyed me like I slapped him. Yes, literally just needed four more gigs of RAM. After Digital Foundry video, the Xbox One X is stronger than the Series S when it comes to certain games like Forza. It was disturbing that Plague Tale 2 and Gotham Knights came out with 30 FPS being the only option on console. Nice excite bike shirt. Thank you. This is a this is one from 80s Tees. Make sure and use my code over there if you guys get shirts over there. Can someone explain to me why Modern Warfare 2 was $80 for a basic copy? If it wasn't on sale for 50, I would have ignored it all year. I don't know. They know people were willing to pay that price. It supports ray tracing. Watchdogs Legion supports it on the S. It ranks performance. It, oh, it tanks performance, of course. Yeah, I, I thought people were just straight up skipping ray tracing on that system because it just, at this point in time, ray tracing is just an absolute resource hog. It really, really is. Could we see. I need y'all to spam Lono Dope in chat. We're having another one of those odd days. I don't know if YouTube's acting up. I want to see a bunch of thumbs up in chat. Let's remind people. Can someone... Ex- I already read that. Uh, I gave my... I already read that. They called it next gen, next gen. That's borderline false advertising. Is it being delayed again? Here's my thoughts on this, nobody. Let me let me give you the too long didn't read. If you guys are just tuning in, see everybody smashing those thumbs up in chats, do that. Smack thumbs up on the video. Let me give you a too long didn't read if you're just tuning in. The latest Starfield news, I think, is tangentially related to the Redfall news that Redfall's release date is apparently now targeting May. And I have to piece this argument together with multiple things. So you have to go all the way back to the Xbox Bethesda Showcase in June of this year. In June of 2022, Microsoft does a showcase in the wake of Summer Game Fest, right? Summer Game Fest hits. A couple days later, they do the Xbox Bethesda Showcase. They show a bunch of games. They have a big chart. They have a big thing saying, here's all the games releasing in 2023. JW with a $3 tip, and he's putting a thumbs up uh, pair there in the super chat. Thank you. Um, and so what they said at the end of that showcase was everything that we showed today is launching in the next 12 months so what that means is you should have a very heavy first 6 months of 2023 why? because they didn't do much 
in the back half of 2022. Their two biggest hitters of 2022 got pushed to next year. So what that means is the, the, the first six months of that window was very thin. That, in my mind, means the first six months of 2023 should be huge for Xbox. Massive. But what have we heard? Well, we heard from Matt Booty on a podcast saying that we've got Redfall coming, and then when we look down the calendar, we have Starfield. So, that means, I think logically speaking, we'll see Redfall before we see Starfield. Now we have internal internal information. The same guy who said, hey, Redfall's going to land in March, he's like, now I'm hearing internally it's been delayed six weeks and they're targeting May. Okay, keep in mind what I just said a little bit ago. The first six months of 2023 should be jam-packed. And now we're seeing one of the heavy hitters barely make it into the first six months if this internal like leak and rumor is to be true. So if Redfall lands in May, you got to add Matt Booty's commentary. You got to look down the calendar to get to Starfield. So I think Starfield lands in November. William with a 14-month milestone. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, Lono. Thank you so much for hitting 14 months. Thank you, everybody, for being here, for smashing like, for gifting members. We've already had 10 gifted members today. If that hits 25, I got to give five. Appreciate you guys chatting and adding to the conversation. Why would it be a challenge to build for next gen but not last gen? Wouldn't it make your last gen game work better? I'm not tracking with your logic, Scott. Why would it be a challenge to build for next gen but not last gen? Wouldn't it make your last-gen game work better? In what way would a new game run better on an old system? I'm not sure what you mean. I've not played one game where I thought ray tracing enhanced my gameplay experience. Yeah, I haven't. I don't I don't think the player gets enough from it right now. I don't think the player gets enough from ray tracing. I, ray tracing takes way more than it gives at its current juncture. Now, we're being told it's going to save devs tons of time because of the way that it does, like, predictive lighting and reflections and shadows and stuff. Okay, great. Good for them. Okay. But I, 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 get, I get virtually nothing from it for all that it takes, you know? It's taking an arm and a leg, and it's giving me, like, a finger. The, the damning evidence I saw was that the Xbox One X had 12 gigs of RAM and the newer Series S has 8, says Zubair. Yeah, I think that is... That's, man, that's, that's, that's a smoking gun in some respects. The Series S can't run some Xbox One X games. Like, really let that wash over you. You're looking at this game. Look at the draw distance, the lighting, the fog, the, the skybox, the traversable area. Look at this! Look at this area! Look at this game! And you're it, and they're trying to get this dadgum thing to run on a system that can't run some Xbox One X games. Old gen games demands too much of it because they gave it less RAM. I just I don't know, man. I, I feel like we always end up banging on that drum. We always end up banging on that drum, and I can't I can't avoid it when this subject comes up. I really can't. Dude, that... What is... This is the strangest day I think I've ever had on YouTube. I don't know why they skimmed on those last two gigs. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. When did that statement that they're targeting 12 months? I would trust Then when they said they were targeting all those games, all those Halo milestones. I'm not sure what you mean, Gaming Grindhouse. 
they said during the Xbox Bethesda showcase that everything we saw was coming in the next 12 months. My biggest regret is getting the Series S, says JW. Biggest mistake I made. Too underpowered, if I'm being honest. Can't even look at some games compared to PS5. Should have gotten the Series X. They gimmed an entire generation of their platform over RAM. Lono talks about Xbox delays. Series S nervous, sweating, intensifies. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's funny because Bethesda forced Microsoft to add more RAM to the Xbox 360, I believe, with Oblivion. Or was it the OG Xbox with Morrowind? I don't know. Somebody's going to have to do some research there. I've not heard of that. More RAM is anti-consumer. Do we actually know why Starfield is delayed again? Like, is it a final polishing or something? More major just tuned in. In my mind, it's related to a handful of things. I think it's related to Redfall. I think it's related to their own optimization struggles. Like, just this section of their gameplay reveal, there are performance issues. There's pop-in, there's frame stutters, there, there's there's issues with this with this game. And I think they're working on optimization. I also think they're trying to navigate next year because they have a lot of property and a lot of games they want to get out the door. I think they pushed everything out of 2022 to focus on 2023. I think the big focus, there's going to be an Xbox showcase very soon about 2023. And I think the focus of that showcase is going to be yeah, we're, we have a ton of games this year. We have a ton. Friendly alert. My Hogwarts Legacy Deluxe Edition pre-order was automatically canceled on the 23rd. At first, I was surprised, but then I checked my email attached to my PSN, and Sony sent me an email saying because the PS4 version was delayed, unless I responded by the 20th, the pre-order would be canceled. Really? Wow. But excuse me? Yeah, what is going on? That's funny that they're doing that. If there can't, uh, if there can't even make 60 FPS, what's the chances they would make ray tracing awesome? It takes a lot to make ray tracing awesome, right? You got to do a lot of groundwork. You got to do a lot of uh, a lot of legwork for sure. The way they talked about the S, it seemed you'd see reduced resolution compared to the Series X. Not the fact that you couldn't actually play some games. Garfield is releasing for too many things. Either let it release on the Xbox Series first, then port to PC later, and vice versa. Bama Hammer, I don't think the Starfield release date being multi-platform with respect to PC and Xbox, I don't think that's a threat to its optimization or its or its issues. I don't think so. There's not a lot of evidence to say if a game's going to land on this system and PC, there's not a lot to point to that being a problem right there isn't the same happened to my friend with Hogwarts it's because the PS5 version is a cross-gen bundle so since the PS4 version is delayed it's sending out those messages oh that makes sense good morning Luis Castillo Bethesda's been doing multi-platform forever yeah ain't no way it's delayed again oh it is I'm very confident it's getting delayed again Luis very confident if Starfield lands in the first six months of next year, I will be shocked. I will be genuinely shocked. This thing's landing November next year as at the earliest. I'm very confident. There's too many pieces lining up to show this thing's landing late next year. If at all. If at all. Like, there are people that think this thing's getting shoved out of next year. There are people that think that. I don't agree with that. I think it lands in November. It makes sense after Sony did all those returns and refunds after Cyberpunk. They want to make sure you're still choosing to pre-order so if things go south, they aren't held accountable. 
That makes sense. Starfield is their holiday game next year with Forza. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't know about Forza. I, uh, Forza is a hard one to predict. That thing could land in March for all we know. Being the showcase was June of 2022, their 12-month statement brings us to June of 2023. Maybe Microsoft should have said 18 months just to give themselves cushion. I just think it's one of those things that just continues to compound on itself. I think the more you push something back, the more the devs say, you know, if we had a little bit more time, if you read recent commentary, there's another element of this that I forgot to mention. If you read recent commentary from Phil Spencer about he wants teams to own their date, and when they conferred with the devs of Starfield, they just thought it was best to push it back. I'm telling you, that can be like sliding down a grease set of stairs. It's like, well, if we delayed it a little bit longer, we could also do this. If we delayed it a little bit longer, we, we could also fix this or that or the other. Tree with a $2 super chat. Should Xbox have kept games on their S uh, at the 60 Oh, that's a really good discussion question. I had a short recently. Shorts have been acting incredibly weird. I, like, I don't know what they're doing, but we had a couple shorts go out about that. Like, the $70 price point is going to make people look at Starfield a certain kind of way. Same thing with Redfall. I can't imagine spending $70 for Starfield and having it run at like 1080-30 on the Series S. Like, what did I pay for? Not only does the Xbox One X have four more gigs of usable RAM, its usable RAM is about 33% faster. Sorry for the typo. Anyone know how much I could get for my Series S? Seriously want to upgrade. I remarked my life. I hope Starfield does the same, so I don't care if they delay it for two more years. I need it to not disappoint me. I am fully in support of delays, Lido. Fully. This is so unlike Bethesda, says Lewis. They usually announce really close to release. This is low-key kind of unprecedented for them. Oh, it is. Todd Howard said he wouldn't mind waiting until like a couple weeks before a game releases to show it to you and tell you about it. And he likes the five-month window. He says, yeah, we you know, five months or whatever. So they did that, and then, but that was after they had delayed it. Like, that's why they got the delay info out of the way. Because they, they knew people would be looking at that Summer Game Fest showcase, the, the Xbox Bethesda showcase, and been like, well, this game's got to be right around the corner. I want to make a meme about the Wii U, but I will edit all the wording in text to say Switch Series S. If Starfall, Starfield, if Starfield falls short of expectations and therefore affects sales, could we possibly see its exclusivity being up for renegotiation? I, I said that I, I thought we could see this land a year later on, on PlayStation because <clears throat> I feel like Microsoft's wanting to treat their property a little bit differently now. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. The more I look at it, the more I think this thing will probably just stay as an exclusive. This and Redfall. Per- personally, I think this and Redfall will be some of the last first-party exclusives of this size for Xbox. I think they're going to be moving towards more multi-platform releases to boost Game Pass and to make money elsewhere. I think they like the idea of selling property on other platforms. That's And again, this is contingent on the Activision Blizzard thing going through. We get 13 more likes on the vid, guys. We're about an hour into the broadcast. If you've been enjoying the fact that we don't run ads, if you're watching the past broadcast, we do run ads about every 20 minutes. We think that's fair. That's a pretty long portion of content on YouTube to not see an ad 
uh, 20 minutes is pretty long. But during the live streams, we don't do it. And if you appreciate that, hit subscribe. I am also safe for work. Many people treat me as a radio show about video games or like a podcast. So smash like. Hit and like is free. Subscribing is free. You can become a member and get access to all of our extra content for members. Weezy says, just so you know, you're looking at the VRAM incorrectly. GDDR6 VRAM is almost 100% faster than GDDR5 VRAM, says Weezy. Jim Ryan's supposed comments about Game Pass recently is an astute point. Yeah, we were considering... Talk about... You had the overhead lights on, I think. No, I didn't have my overhead lights on. I don't think I did. Did I? No. Twenty twenty. No, it's the, it's not the overhead lights creature. It's the screen was white. It was a bright white screen, like lighting my face up. The overhead lights would mess up the background, not the not my face. Yeah, I would just run that today. I would run that today, creature, because it because the later we run it in the week, the less anybody's going to care about those numbers. This is the first time I get to watch in a really long time since Lewis. I'm on vacation this week. A uh, little staycation and reforge. Good times. Well, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. You think Starfield will eventually come to PS5? There was a time where I said I thought that might happen. I thought I heard you say you were nervous about uh, needing it. No, 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 no. There's a headline I, I think we're going to use, Creature. It's the Sony Jim Ryan Game Pass thing. I, I almost ran that today as a second show, but I figured... We might need that for tomorrow, because um, I, I just I don't know how thin I don't know how thin everything's gonna get. Are we only considering Redfall a huge game because it's first party? Because it looks like Back for Blood. I don't think Redfall, as I said earlier, I don't think Redfall is gonna be a tectonic game. I think it's gonna be like okay, but I don't think it's gonna be like an earth-shattering major release. No. With 250,000 lines of dialogue, Starfield looks to have a massive choose-your-response option. I said that in my show open, okay? Creature and I were debating this on the phone we were going to cover this. Because he really wanted to run with the sort of the POV. This is his POV. He wasn't, like, trying to spin. His POV is, they've said virtually nothing. We're not getting this game for, like, a year to a year and a half. My pushback was... No, I actually say, think that they've said quite a bit. They've outlined how the dialogue system will work. They gave us the quantity of dialogue lines. They showed us the dialogue system in action. That's a significant thing to show for a game like this. That's pretty big. Then they did an interview with a guy who went into detail about how quests will work, about how factions will work. That's another thing that's really important for Starfield gameplay. For people that like these types of games, I think that info is big. And I think it actually shows promise. I've not once thought the internal systems or like the POV of Starfield. I've not once thought that any of that was shaky. To me, the shakiest part about Starfield is performance. Is it going to run like dog water? Your gameplay debut didn't look that great. And you're going to put this game as a first party exclusive on a system that is in some respects weaker than an old gen system like the Xbox One X in some respects is stronger than the Series S and can run games that a brand new system that it can't run so it's like that's I'm, I'm concerned about performance I'm not concerned about the dialogue or the internal systems or the kind of game that they want to build 
Creature says February of 2024. They haven't said crap. They've talked a lot and said nothing. Yeah, I disagree with Creature there. I don't know what you guys think. I think they've said quite a bit. I think they've said quite a bit. I think they've shown really significant info for people who look forward to games like this. Like, if you're paying attention to Starfield, then in my mind, you are 100% concerned about how the dialogue works, how the factions work, how does, um, you know, how do quests work. I think all of those are front burner issues. I, I do. I think they are. <clears throat> I don't think they need to show a bunch of gameplay. I think they need to win people over and say, you know, we, we've got these systems. We've got these things. Hey, how was Christmas? It was good. My kids absolutely loved it. I don't really ever ask for much. So I got some Lego sets. Very excited. The only Lego bust set we need now for the Lego channel is the Mando one. I've got Scout Trooper, Luke, Darth, and Boba Fett. I need the Scout. I need the, I'm sorry. I need Mando and the Dark Troopers. I think I can get the Dark Troopers from Target. Uh, they're not on Amazon. But yeah. And then I got another one of the brick. Uh, they don't do them anymore. It's like a portrait. I think they discontinued them. So they're really hard to find. Um... There we go. One hour into the broadcast, guys. We made it one hour in, and they're like, hey, now would be a good time to run ads. No. Now would be a good time to gift members and get us closer to 25 member goal. If you're here a lot and can't afford a member, just make sure you're pressing like, chatting, watching all the streams. That increases the likelihood of you getting a gifted member. Uh, 2024 makes total sense, says Skiffy. Do you think Starfield should drop on Game Pass? Because I don't think that's a great idea. How would they not drop it on Game Pass, Lido? That that's one of their main sticking points in the marketing is play it day one on Game Pass. Play it day one on Game Pass. The Dark Trooper Helm is a Target exclusive. Is it really? I'll just have to buy it the next time I'm there. Bethesda is known for not giving much info until the game is nearly out. Starfield breaks the mold. That's what I'm saying, Teddy. I feel like they've shown us a lot. We've actually seen a lot of Starfield gameplay. Not only do we have this debut, which is quite lengthy and shows quite a bit of the game, okay? We, 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 we see quite a bit in this. We've also seen the actual dialogue trees. Like, that's, I think that's pretty significant. We've seen the, 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 the number of dialogue lines in the game. Yo, good morning, Hex. Loney, do you think Sony made a huge mistake not also making a weaker option to compete with the Series S? Because third-party-wise, they're also getting held back to a certain extent. What? In what... What? In what way is Sony being held back with third-party? We just did a show the other day about the number of games, the number of third-party games that skip Xbox. How is not having a, a weaker PlayStation hurting Sony? You got you to gotta spell that one out for me. I don't see it. Lego and Target do occasional exclusives. Oh, I didn't know that. That's mostly because of how they treated the community with Fallout 76 as Skiffy. If they don't drop Starfield day and date on Game Pass, people will riot. Yeah, I don't think they would get away with that. People would be very angry. Hope everybody had a wonderful qu- Christmas. You too, Hex. Is there, any, is there ever going to be a cheaper... Uh, ad version on Game Pass, if so, thoughts? Oh, like a cheaper version of Xbox Game Pass with ads? Maybe. They're testing it. I know Netflix rolled theirs out. 
Lego building with kids is so much fun, especially on Christmas. Yeah, yeah. My son got some sets that we put together. He got a Ninjago set from his sister, and then he got like a little Wolverine one where you like put Wolverine into a big version of himself. It's pretty awesome. He was really excited. He got me a Death Trooper. I don't know what Death Troopers are from. Not a Dark Trooper, a Death Trooper. I was like, what is this from? It looks really cool. Probably from one of the cartoons or something. Sony's PS5 sales skyrocketed in Japan with more supplies recently. PlayStation's not hurting at all from not selling an S-style PS5. Third-party devs developing games for the lowest common denominator being the Series S on next-gen. In Okay, track with me, Dark Taco. Just track with me. In what universe is somebody developing a game for the Series S and being like, yeah, but we can't really sell it on the PlayStation? Why would that happen? Like, let's look at Cult of the Lamb as an example. Cult of the Lamb is a game that could probably run on virtually anything. It could run on super old systems. Okay? Cartoony, top-down, isometric, roguish, buildish game. Very, very cute, very good game. You should play it. Okay? Why would that struggle to run on the PlayStation 5? It has... It's a stronger system. Think about it in the realm of PCs, my man. If somebody builds a, a, a video game and they want it to run on really weak PCs, that doesn't affect high-end PCs. No, I'm saying, for instance, Gotham Knights could be better if it wasn't developed for the Series S, the lowest common denominator. We don't have any evidence that Gotham Knights would be better if it wasn't developed for the Series S. We also have evidence in the PC realm that when you develop something for a weaker system, it doesn't hinder performance on the stronger systems. That just simply isn't true. You're creating a technological axiom that is false. If I develop a video game and I optimize it to run on a weak PC, that doesn't make the game run poorly. If anything, it might make it run better. That The reverse is probably generally true. Gotham Knights would have run better if the devs weren't morons. Like, that would have probably helped Gotham Knights not run like dog water. It didn't run poorly because of the series S. Like... Whenever I look at the Series S and talk about it holding back Xbox, I'm not saying that like, oh, games are going to run bad because they have to optimize for the Series S. No, that's never been my logical connection. My logical connection has been people are going to skip the Xbox platform because they don't want to optimize down to that lower threshold of performance. So why is everyone so hard on the Series S when devs should put in more work? Why should they put in more work? Why? Are, if they're, if you're not a first party developer why do you give a frick about that system in 5 years what do you care do you see Like, if you're developing a game right now and you're setting your sights on all the cool stuff you can do, all the new tech and the Series S is sitting over there saying I can't do any of that without turning a bunch of stuff off without running dynamic 1080 do you want your really awesome game to run dynamic 1080 What's a Series S install base? That's the only part of it that's that's winsome, Zubair, is that the Series S makes up a greater portion of the Xbox platform. But that's a catch-22. If you're... See? If you're going to develop your game for multi-platform and you're going to land on Xbox, their larger saturated console is the weaker one. Which automatically requires you to put in more work. We just read an article about this recently that porting your game 
like an indie title, like porting to another system is like $50,000 minimum, three to six month pushback on the release date. All of those numbers go up when you're talking about a major AAA release. You know what I mean? Make a vid about people crying about politics and video games. No, I don't really feel like making that video. If it's not worth the ROI, then why would you schedule the extra man hours? You forgot developers nowadays will do anything for money. What? Okay. That's that's like that's just like platitudinously pessimistic and not indicative of what developers do. Y- you're forgetting all companies do everything for money. That that's literally what they are by design. They are money-making machines. Automotive industry, food industry, pick an industry and that's what they're all doing. They're not sitting around being like isn't it just great to not care about money? Like they all, that's what they care about. That's what they're doing. Okay. And if they care about money, that's that you're, you're establishing a reality that actually cuts both ways. They don't just look at the Xbox platform and say, that's potential money. They also say that's potential loss. Oh, the death troopers are from rogue one. 16 months from Dan. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Thank you so much, Dan, for jumping back in at a member plus. The people who own the Series S really care about performance. I don't think most do. Here's Is it really hard to get 1080-30 for the Series S? Recent tech analysis of games has that thing landing at Dynamic 1080. You really have to understand what Dynamic 1080 is. You can't gloss over that. Dynamic 1080 means it doesn't even stay at 1080 resolution. It goes below that. It doesn't even stay at 1080. And the games that are running Dynamic 1080, a lot of them don't even stay at 60 FPS. Nobody is saying all the people that bought the Series S are going to be furious that they're getting like 720 resolution dips, right? A lot of them don't even know what that is. If you polled a thousand Xbox Series S owners, they might be like, I don't even know what you're talking about, okay? I'm not insulting them, by the way. That's just, the general public doesn't read up on this stuff. They buy it, plug it in, and they play video games, right? A lot of people, to them, it's a Game Pass machine, okay? So, the issue is not... The Digital Foundry compared the Series S to a PS4 Pro. Yeah, think about that for a minute. (laughs) So the, the 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 thought process for me is not oh my gosh all these customers are going to be really angry because they're getting tw- you know 720 resolution dips or you know 30 fps isn't even maintaining 30 it's they're going to miss out on games in the future that's been my prediction it's not nothing that we can easily forget that this community is much more concerned with top performance than maybe the average gamer yeah I don't think the average gamer is watching digital foundry videos but I do know the average gamer is going to say why can't I get that game? My prediction has been that in this in this generation of consoles, the Series S will be skipped. Now, how is that related to Starfield? I think it's heavily related to Starfield. I have extreme concerns that... Do you remember when Cyberpunk launched and it became a meme and all everybody talked about was how poorly it ran on the old-gen consoles, right? You can see the footage, you can see it, it's embarrassing, Okay. And you look at how it was received on PC and it got like a 75. It, you know, it was basically a 7 out of 10 game on PC. People enjoyed it enough to give it like marginally good scores. No one was raving about it like we expected to be. 
but it 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 got it got better treatment on PC, but no one remembers that. All people remember is all the memes and all the bad performance. I happen to think that the Series S is going to do the exact same thing to Starfield. I think Starfield's going to run like dog water on the Series S, and that's all anybody's going to talk about. I think it's going to be a stuttering, hitching disaster on that rig. I do. I don't see any evidence in the market that this game here is going to run well on that system. I just don't. I don't. I think it's going to run very poorly, and that's all you're going to see in the headlines. I disagree with Lona with the idea that devs still skip the seri- will skip the Series S ever. I think the ROI will be there. Mm, I don't think so. Gaming world is so much bigger than that one slice of the pie. We've already seen evidence of companies skipping the Xbox in general. Right? Maybe my maybe my prediction never comes true, Zubair, and we see a rise in third party just skipping the Xbox platform in general. Because they're like, we don't want the bad press of skipping the Series S. So it's easier just to skip your platform. You see what I mean? Like, my my prediction might never come true because people are like, we don't really want that press headline that our game is skipping the Series S. Like, we don't need that negativity surrounding the release of our game. Can't believe it's so underpowered. My computer's four years old and it has more RAM. Only a few days of free games left. Say it ain't so. If you guys have been taking advantage of the Epic Game Store free games, make sure and grab that Fist Forge and Shadow game is really, really cool. If you ever buy games in the Epic Store, be sure to use my code. Use code LONO. Wouldn't skipping the entire platform be worse press? No. No. That's that's common. Is it not barrier? If if games commonly just don't land over there, what that's not a major headline. It isn't. Plenty of games just don't go over there. That's not a major headline. People are like, oh my gosh. Final Fantasy. Like, obviously people get mad. But I don't I don't I don't think that's a major headline. I think it's a more major headline if you if you literally skip part of their generation. A game that would be popular with an American Western audience skipping Xbox. The game's currently doing uh, it seemed to be aimed at the Asian audience. Yes, yes, that was the general trend we saw. And that probably has more to do with economic realities of like supply and demand. The time it would take to port the game and launch it over there isn't worth the potential sales because that platform generally doesn't buy our games. Sure, 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 sure. But given that reality, I think a lot of people could skip under the radar and be like, no, we're not launching on the Xbox. Well, Why? Are you exclusive to PlayStation? No. We're going to be on PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, and, you know, PC. Well, launching on the Switch would be unlikely. If it can't run on the S, it wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't want to run it on the Switch unless it was cloud-based. I don't know how many games are going to want to keep doing that for the Switch, personally. I don't know how well that runs. Will games in, let's say, four to five years like Elder Scrolls even go to the Series S? It's like supporting old gen five years into the future I come up on Epic's uh, store free games yesterday they messed up and gave the director's cut of Death Stranding for the first few minutes uh, before switching into the base game I got both nice Eugene says I think they have to cut off the S mid gen you can't have a Series X Pro being held back by the S 
yeah that's definitely part of the equation mid-gen upgrades like what are you gonna do what are you gonna do you're gonna have you're gonna have three different versions of the xbox the series s the pro we're, we're again we're assuming that some kind of a pro you know coming out we're assuming that's gonna happen PS5 for $500 is objectively a better investment and therefore better value than the 250 Series S. There's no way to know which of us is right until it either happens or doesn't happen before we are on to the next gen. Yeah, it's just going to be a major snag. Every time I look at Starfield gameplay, that's what I think about. What are the headlines going to be, man? I just... we You can go right now... You can go right now and you can watch tech analysis of games on that system and Starfield gameplay is just going to be a bear. Hey, you just want to say we brought your coffee to my in-laws for Christmas morning and everyone loved it. Happy Christmas all. Oh, that's dope, Tiffany. Thank you for doing that. That you cannot order any Reforge Roast right now. ReforgeRoast.com is under maintenance. Uh, It'll be back up and running. I believe we're targeting tomorrow. Series S has a lifespan of two years max, says Jaggy. PS5 could potentially last seven years. Series S is outselling the Series X and bringing in Game Pass, in, uh, in, bringing in Game Pass subscribers. It's not going anywhere. Uh, all of you can hang that up. I can turn it on if we need to. It's not a big deal. I mean, if you got stuff you're still trying to iron out, don't pr- don't don't do it early. PS5 Pro would harm a PS6's potential. How? In what way? Did the PS4 Pro hurt the PS5's potential? I'm honestly hoping Starfield is a success as a means to we are finally getting good optimized games. We have had a groundhog day for two years. Like Vampire Zombies. I get what you're saying, and I don't think it's an unfair pushback to say, like, Microsoft's not going to, like, EOL, end of life. They're not going to EOL the Series S. It's doing too well. Okay, let me grant your point, and let's consider something. There are developers right now in the early stages of their games. They're developing games right now, okay? And their target launch date window is, like, five and six years from now. Do you honestly think in 2006, 2000, uh, I'm sorry, 2026, no, 2027, yeah, 2027, 2028, we're almost in the 2030s in that time window, and you think game companies are going to be okay with 1080 dynamic resolution and basically 30 FPS, it's basically a 1080, 30 FPS machine. That's the question you have to continue to ask yourself. And I've got news for you. Starfield's the test case for a lot of people. A first party, big, expansive, open world space exploration RPG. This is it. This is the game. Because if this game is not a showing of what the Series S can do then that will be the end of the discussion. There will not be a debate anymore. I know fanboys will dig their heels in 
If that happens, they'll dig their heels in and they'll say, oh, it's the devs' fault. It's Bethesda's fault. Okay. There are elements of Halo Infinite that run better on the Xbox One X than the Series S, right? Like They did comparisons. Digital Foundry did some comparisons. So it'll be another first-party company where you're faced with blaming the devs once again. Like, eventually people are just going to have to see that, like, this thing, I just, I continue to think this thing is a problem. It just feels like a ticking time bomb. It feels like a self-made Trojan horse with a ticking time bomb inside of it. I think AI upscaling and image reconstruction will be improved significantly by then, but the underpowered CPU is still an issue for open-world games. Even then, AI upscaling and image reconstruction, even then, you're asking developers to harness and do all that work. Like, you see what I'm saying? If those things are... Excuse me. If those things are necessary to get Starfield gameplay to run well on the Series S, or not Starfield, just any game, you're still demanding the developers do more. I just hope anyone who bought a Series S didn't plan on playing Starfield as it needs a special developer to not have a cyberpunk-like experience on the Series S. Sony releasing a removable removable disc drive PS5 that allows for the digital version for PS5 to play disc games, and devs are raving about it. Xbox needs another version besides the S. That's what I'm saying. Money bags. Most Series S are better than the average gaming PC. Is that true? I don't think that that's true. We recently did an article. I covered the Returnal PC specs. I covered the Returnal PC specs, and they said the 32 gig of RAM was like a major, major sticking point. And they said that according to the research, 16 gig of RAM is the most common PC configuration. So I would say that that's false. No, the Series S is not. Is not stronger. Your average gamer has a 1060. Okay. So it's got it's got, the average gamer has a 1060. How much better is the video card in the Series S? And it has half of the RAM as an average PC in the market right now. I can get a low-end gaming laptop and it'll outperform the Series S as Skiffy. I don't know about that. 3060 is the most average GPU, FYI. Since when? Did that just happen? The 3060 took over the market that quickly? When did that happen? The 3060 is the most average... Huh? Because of the price drops, it took over the market that quickly? It overtook the 1060? The Series S might be powerful for its specs, but it's not going to keep up with gaming development. That's the problem. It's already capped. I think that Starfield... If you look at Starfield gameplay, I think this is where games want to go. Big. Expansive. You know, better graphics. Huge worlds limitless potential of, of, of experiences I'll be the first to say the Series S is a great value the problem <clears throat> the problem is value takes you away from performance a little too much in this case 
If you care for fidelity at all, Series S is not for you. Wheezy says, Omar, my brother in Christ, I'm literally looking at it. Consoles have one bank of RAM for both CPU and GPU. Desktops have system RAM and video RAM. Let's not conflate those. Right. Steam charts say 1650, then 1060, then 2060. What you're saying might be right, but don't you think a company like Microsoft would have already thought about this problem and consulted developers before making the Series S? You'd like to think that, wouldn't you? (laughs) You'd like to think that, right? Oh, yeah! Microsoft would have thought about this. I don't know. We don't know at what point they started developing this. We don't know what the reason was. There was an interview once with... Was it Steve Jobs that did the interview or did somebody quote him later? Essentially, Steve Jobs saw a significant problem with the sales teams influencing development. He was like, no. No, that's that's the that's the wrong that's the wrong way. Nice Princess Bride reference. I'm glad somebody got it. He he reversed that whole process and said that's not how this should be working because they're corrupting they're corrupting the development, they're corrupting the progress. So, what if something very similar happened? When tech companies get taken over by marketing people, they're in trouble. There you go. That was essentially what Steve Jobs said. That's a paraphrase of what he said. What if that's what happened with the Series S? The Series S was a marketing decision. Hey, we can undercut Sony and have a more economical version. Like, sticking points for new console purchase are commonly the price point because it's such a big purchase. Let's have a lower tier. Let's hit a portion of the market like when we debated just the other day, right? Where you had like lower mobile, you know, uh, cricket and all those others. They're literally targeting the the people who can't afford like the bigger the bigger co- cell phone companies. So Microsoft very easily could have made this decision based purely off of marketing. It's smart AF, is it? Is it? Do you think it's going to met out to be a smart decision if in five years you have a bunch of developers saying? We have to skip your platform. You have your Series S is in greater saturation in the market than your Series X, and skipping it would be detrimental to launching on your ecosystem. We can't launch over there. We don't know if it's the right decision yet. My understanding is that Microsoft knew that they wouldn't be able to do a mid-generation drop on the Series X like they did in the past, so they made the cheaper console right now. Lamal, they will buy those devs. <laughs> That's good. No, 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 no. I actually like that. You don't want to make games for our system? We're just going to buy you. <laughs> and then we'll make you. You also would have thought that somebody at Microsoft would have seen the Halo reveal with Craig and put the kibosh on it a bit, right? I think the Series S is going to play more into xCloud gaming. Very possible. The most important thing is that it has an SSD. What what does that have to do with the discussion? 
Microsoft was a trusted computer software tech company. They made the cheaper console knowing people will buy it and then just come out with a better version later. It's what Sony does every console. So you think, okay, I mean, so Rojo, you think the 900 IQ play here is that Microsoft says, no, 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 no. We saturate the market with an entrance level console. When we do a mid-generation upgrade, those people are going to be likely to upgrade because we've got them. They're in our ecosystem. They have tons of games. My understanding is that Microsoft knew they wouldn't be able to do a mid-generation. Read what I said above. I did. Did I misread it? My understanding is that Microsoft knew that they would be able, oh, that they would be able to do, oh, would be able to do a mid-generation drop in the Series X just like they did in the past. So they made this a cheaper console right now. Oh, they wouldn't be able to do a mid-generation. No, I read it correctly the first time. They wouldn't be able to do the mid-generation drop. They did the cheaper version. And you think people are going to be more likely to upgrade to an Xbox Series X Pro because of they because they got in at a cheaper level on the Series S? Is that what you're saying? By the way, if you guys are just tuning in, the latest Starfield news I think is related to an internal rumor that Redfall's being delayed by six weeks. They're now targeting May. I think that pretty much confirms that Starfield's coming out second half next year in November because Matt Booty was on a podcast and said you got to look further down the calendar from Redfall to see Starfield. Could we get 50 more likes on the video? If you've been enjoying this stream, over 430 people here, let's get some more gifted members. We only need 15 more members. You don't even need a gifted. Just do a membership on your own. You get into all my extra content as well as my members-only Discord. If that hits 25, I have to gift five. The more often you're here, the more likely you'll get a gifted member. Oh no, I think you're behind. Check if you're live. (laughs) The Series S was sold as a Fortnite machine. I don't think there's a lot of people buying a $250 console that are going to upgrade to a 500 plus console in two years, says Eugene, or even three-fourths of a year, or, or three or four years. Buying a dedicated SSD for a Series S is 219 euro, almost as much as the Series S with the 512. I'm not sure what your point is. The Series S will just stream games like the Switch if it needs to. Right, but the question is, are people going to want to do that with their game? Like, streaming your game instead of it being installed natively, that's a pretty big decision because you know it's not going to run. It's just not going to be the same, and you know that. Devs know that. Be interesting to see what the marketing play is for the mid-gen refresh. Last gen was focused on 4K, not upgraded GPU due to performance issues. We still don't have a game to showcase current gen. What? We don't have a game to showcase current gen. You don't think that Returnal, Ratchet and Clank, or Forza showcase current gen? You don't think Ragnarok or Forbidden West showcases the current gen? Gran Turismo doesn't showcase current gen. What do you What do you mean? How do those games not showcase what these what these systems are po- capable of? This is the crowd buying cell phones that cost a thousand, trying to understand the behavior of people that want to buy three hundred dollar phones. Right. Yes. This gen needs better GPUs. Ray tracing could be so much better on console. 
Honestly, it could have been targeted at PS4 owners who wanted both ecosystems but didn't want to drop a lot of money and both on both premium consoles. They almost got me, but I waited to see how it was developed. Jaggy, the Series S did surprisingly well in Asian markets. Like, they were kind of surprised at how well it did. Oh, you're focusing on Xbox, Eric. I don't think Forza is enough. Okay. I'll grant your point, Eric, that Microsoft doesn't have a lot of titles to showcase the strength of the Series X. That is true. They have Forza and that's it. Isn't that the ultimate question? Is that ever going to be their offer? Are they ever going to be a current-gen showcase? Or is their ecosystem more about value, more about Game Pass, more about, like, entrance-level gaming? Excuse me. For next-gen showcase games, don't forget Miles Morales on PS5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ray tracing in that, performance ray tracing in that is very, very pretty. My take is the Series S is a low barrier of entry for the ecosystem. Just get them in, and they'll use mobile stuff and smart TVs and things. Rumors that the dev kit is still incomplete doesn't sound good for devs, says Eric. I've not heard any of those rumors. Starfield is coming to Xbox One according to Tech Radar through streaming. What? Are where are you serious? Starfield coming to Xbox One? Where Tech Radar said this last year. Starfield will come to Xbox One, but not how you might think. In a post on the Xbox Wire blog, Microsoft says that it will be using its cloud streaming technology to serve up games that require the Xbox Series X or S power in order to develop them to the aging last-gen Xbox One. You'll see games this holiday, including Forza Horizon 5, which will boast DirectX DirectX ray tracing on both the Series X and the S and Battlefield 2042 which will run at 60 FPS while supporting 128 players. Some games launching next year from our first party studios and partners such as Starfield, Redfall, and Stalker require the speed, performance, and technology of the Series X and S. We're excited to see developers realize their visions in ways that the only the next gen hardware will allow them to do. For the millions of people who play on the Xbox One consoles, we're looking forward to sharing more about how we will bring many of these next gen games such as Flight Sim to your console through xCloud Gaming. So it does, they're not confirming Starfield here. I don't see that. It's a smart move by Microsoft answering two groups of concern at once. Here's a solution that will indeed allow the Xbox One owners to bridge the gap of title accessibility with their Xbox Series X brethren and do so without compromising the experience. Xbox One gamers will be able to get involved without pulling down the technological advancements of the Series X. Okay. So this person's concluding that that will happen. It wasn't stated that it will happen. So Tech Radar back in June of last year is sort of reading between the lines and saying, yeah, man, Starfield release date. Whenever it happens, you'll be able to play it through the cloud on the Xbox One. Oh, nice. Excite bike. Yeah, it's another classic vintage shirt from 80stees.com. Using Zubair's example, typically those people that buy the $300 phones don't just skip the 1,000 flagship phones and jump to the newly released, brand new, slightly more powerful versions. 
Of course, it's not a showcase. Only showcase the PS4, Xbox One generation. All the games you mentioned was on last gen. How this games can be PS5, Xbox Series X showcase, Returnal, big LOL. Do you not understand how the data controller worked in Returnal and Ratchet and Clank? Those were not old gen games. Those were current gen games that showed off the instantaneous data controller, ray tracing, higher frames per second, higher resolution. What did they not do that was promised this generation? What were we what were we promised this generation of console that Ratchet and Clank and Returnal failed to do? I would love for you to list the things that they don't do. I know you can't do that because <clears throat> all of the check boxes of marketing for next gen consoles are checked by those games. They check the boxes. If I said, but this one has 120 hertz, he would look at me like I had two heads. Oh, my old man uses an iPhone SE. He's perfectly happy with it. He uses a cell phone way differently than I do. He only upgraded from his last phone because his banking app didn't work on the old phone. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Tech adoption for some generations is begrudgingly slow. They, like, slowly do it with their arms crossed. They're like, I don't want to do this. They need to go back to the way it was. New console only played the new games. If you had the old console, then you needed to upgrade. Well, left control gaming, I actually think there's a level of brilliance. Microsoft saying, if you have an old system, you can play these games via the cloud is kind of brilliant. Do you want to know why? It's not much different than them saying, hey, that new Samsung TV can play our games through the cloud. What's the difference? You have a piece of hardware that allows you access to our ecosystem. Check out the new game. Do you believe the May release date for Redfall? I do. I actually do. I like your sweater. Thank you. I I trust it. And I think that's why Starfield's been delayed. I think Starfield's landing late next year. I feel like you're calling your sugar daddy old man is probably playing with fire. (laughs) Yet Microsoft claims they don't think cloud is the next thing. What do you mean they claim it's not the next thing? Normal person knows it won't do 8K, but it's still on the box. Oh, is he trying to claim those games didn't do 8K? That's his big indictment of those of those games. Please tell me that's your argument. I really want I really want that to be your argument. Sony Box says 8K. Neither game was 8K. Yeah, we're we're dealing with a, with an intellectual giant. We really are. Yeah, that's you did it. You did it. You just indicted the entire generation of consoles because, you know, new games aren't hitting 8K. Mm-hmm. You do understand that 8K outputs on the box because there's 8K televisions and Sony has a technological sort of vertical funnel of if you buy into their ecosystem of tech, whether they're TV or the box itself, you need to know that it's 8K capable, right? It didn't. They never promised in any of the marketing that we'd be playing 8K games. Go back and look at all the marketing for the PS5. I phrased my question very carefully. I said, did they promise in the marketing, did they promise anything that Returnal and Ratchet and Clank failed to hit? And you can't answer the question. You have to run to the box, which is a a somewhat pathetic retreat of being like, oh, I got to go back. Oh, the box says 8K. None of the marketing talked about 8K. They promised 4K. They promised instantaneous load times. They promised uh, higher uh, frames per second. We get all of those things. 
there is an AK game on on PS5, sure, sure, sure. But that was never the focus of the marketing. That was never the focus of the marketing. They never said, oh, get yourself a next-gen console. You're going to be able to play 8K games. That was that was never the marketing. The marketing was 4K. A lot of the marketing also talked about 60 FPS and 120 FPS. And instantaneous load time. And then, yeah, 3D audio haptic feedback. Sure, sure, sure. Every Everything that they promised, I get that in Returnal and Ratchet and & Clank. I get all those things. I do. The 8K on the box means nothing. AK is just for the TVs. Yeah, that's literally the only reason it's on the box is they want you to know, yeah, this thing's AK capable. You want to watch AK movies? You want to have it? You have an AK television? Like, that's the only reason that's on the box. If anybody went to the store and bought that and saw 8K and thought, oh my gosh, they've been keeping this a secret. We're going to get 8K games. I, you know, I, I don't I don't really feel bad for that person. Like, do a little bit of research. There was no there was no promise of 8K gaming. There just wasn't. When they said 8K, they meant you can play four different 2K games. <laughs> That's right. Does 4K 60fps make a big difference on gameplay on next-gen consoles? Oh my gosh. If we could get consistent 4K 60, yeah. That would have a huge impact on games, on the gameplay experience. Yes. 100%. That's been one of my big pushbacks is I've tried to tell people this gen, you're more commonly going to see 1440, 60, 4K, 30. Like, I think that's the most common breakdown you're going to see. I had tons of people push back on me and say, no, 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 no. They've not begun to squeeze the performance of these. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll hold my breath and probably die. Like, I don't think that's going to be the common breakdown. The next 20 to 30 games that release, you're going to more commonly find 144060, 4K30. Those are your choices. You pick between those two. That that's been that's been my prediction for of a, a while, and I don't think you're going to see a big change. Now, why is that so important? Well, the mid-gen upgrade that might be part of the marketing. Maybe the PS5 Pro that'll be their big push. 4K60, baby. All those games that run at 4K 30, we're launching a system that can squeeze more consistently getting you the 4K 60 target. I just don't know. I, I don't know if that's going to be their dividing line, but it could be. If that becomes pretty common standard, that like if a game's going to hit 4K, it's going to drop your game to 30, and a lot of people don't like that. What about Forza Motorsport then? Is that going to be released or delayed? We don't know. We don't know. My prediction is that Forza lands in March or the summer. If it doesn't land in March, it's not landing first quarter. I could see Forza Motorsport landing in March. I could see Microsoft being some doing some big showcase, giving us hard release dates. And this is what it will look like. March for Forza Motorsport. May for Redfall. November for Starfield. I think those are your three big tent poles next year. There's also Arc 2 and Stalker 2. Uh, and what was the other one? It was Arc 2, Stalker 2, and Minecraft Legends. Those are all vaguely said, oh yeah, we're getting them next year. Game Pass doesn't have a lot to offer in my honest opinion, though if they get third-party titles day and date, 
I'm going to use it on my PC. I could see a lot of people doing that. A two spot from Loser. Yo, hope you had a good Christmas. Thank you so much for the $2 super chat. Appreciate you guys being here. Let's set our sights on 300 likes. We only need 30 more likes. If you've been enjoying the program and the discussion today, if you enjoy the fact that I'm safe for work and I don't run ads, it's a very sort of non-stop video game podcast that you can just sort of listen to in the background of your day. Show me some appreciation by smashing like. Subscribing is free and enables you to talk in my stream. A membership is five bucks, but it gets you into my members-only Discord and all my members-only content. And if you gift members... We only need 15 more to hit the daily goal. And when we hit that goal, I have to give five as a thank you and a pay it forward. March is out of the question. It's January already with no release dates. Yeah, but I could see them doing a big showcase in January and saying, yeah, we got we have this game right around the corner. My initial prediction portal player was that you'd see Redfall in May and then you would see Forza Motorsport like late summer like August and then you'd see Starfield in November and they would use the summer like summer game fest and all the summer press conferences and stuff and like the Xbox Bethesda showcase they would use all that to promote Starfield and the uh, Forza Motorsport because Redfall would be out of the way by then I have zero need for AK since live sports are only now making the 4K more common When sports go 8K, I'll upgrade. The amount of storage games take nowadays, unbelievable. Oh, yeah. There's, there, it's heavy. It's heavy. Installing a game these days more and more, yeah, it's, it's, it's no joke. It's no joke. Like, every time you do it, if your internet's, like, slow at all, you, you, know, you're, you know you're in trouble. If you're having any issues with internet... For the pro versions, they'll obviously increase storage. Yeah, I could see them doing that. Greater internal storage, for sure. Because constantly having to uninstall games is a bit of a hassle. These delays are going to affect Elder Scrolls? Maybe. Um, Hang on. Uh, If we... We don't have a sand. Okay. If Forza's releasing in March, they would have said it by now. Portal player, I tend to agree with you. I tend to agree with you. The audience that focuses on AK and supports it so small... These companies with mass market research will focus on the mainstream audience. Um, I want to see FromSoft and Sony Santa Monica collating, making a game. Imagine the combat and the enemies. Oh, collabing, you meant. Uh, hang on, let me turn alerts on. I don't know what that turns into. Uh, did you think that Cyberpunk show effect every that what hang on a minute it's a five dollar it's a five dollar tip thank you for the five dollar tip 
let me move those alerts up just a touch do you think the cyberpunk oh crap show affected every dev sorry if it already addressed I'm like a child wandering into the movies I do think yes Xcomer I think cyberpunk impacted the market to a certain degree yes if, if your if your game launches in that state then expect sharp repercussions I, you know I, I do I think I think there's a there's a very very clear lesson to be learned the level of damage that Starfield experienced was pretty significant I'm sorry not Starfield the level of damage that cyberpunk experienced was significant because it didn't just damage cyberpunk it damaged CD project red right it damaged their it damaged their shares it like they were sued by their shareholders yeah I, I think a game launch like that 100% is a cautionary tale to other devs because it wasn't just like oh we had a bad launch you know we're not going to get the greatest ROI on this title it damaged their company like it damaged their company when you when you have that level of damage I eat other other studios and publishers are going to watch that and say you can't do that anymore the gaming the gaming world is so much larger than it ever used to be and so the damage is like instantaneous it's kind of like how like twitter overnight became it seemingly overnight became the greatest mechanism for destroying a person or or a business you know destroying somebody's you know life or just overnight right and I think gaming is in a similar state now. It's so global. It's so big that if your game launches and is bad, you're going to you're going to you're going to pay the piper. You're going to be in trouble. Off topic, let me saw my Discord. What if people started doing this? Yeah, I I I'm not going to advocate breaking rules to fight back on, you know, skill-based matchmaking. I I I saw your comment. Ayo, yo, what's good, uh, Geek the Sneak? How are you? Do do do. Where are we? Where are we? We need tw- we need twenty one more likes. Chat, smash it. The transfer rate's a little slow, but no issues when playing games. Um, I want game studios collabing, making videos for the community. Yeah, I mean the problem there, Top G, is if you're trying to get these studios to collaborate and make really awesome games, it it has to be. It has to be sensible for both. You know what I mean? Bulls for life, what's up? What's up? I'd rather wait an extra year than play an unfinished release. I don't even know if the gaming community is in disagreement about that anymore. I think generally speaking, everyone's just like, bro, take all the time you need. Personally, I feel like more people see things from my perspective, which is just shut up until your game is ready. I don't even want to hear about it. I don't. I don't want to hear about your game until you're confident it's coming to market in less than 11 months. Like, 11 months or less. That's when I want to hear about your game. I get it. I get it. They have to hire. They have to tell the world they're building some game, and they got to bring people in. Right? Oh, hair lost your luggage? Oh, it sucks. I, like, I get it. I get that they have to make those announcements. But... A lot of the reason we're talking about Starfield is because they let us know so early about the game. 
like when was the very very first debut of this game wasn't it I don't even remember now was it 2019 I don't even remember the very very first time what was it Starfield world reveal when was that not the gameplay reveal the world reveal te- world reveal teaser trailer when was that 2021 I feel like it was earlier than that 2018 I feel like we've known about this game for a stinking lifetime hang on let me go to Bethesda's channel and search for Starfield and see when they first put out that one thing eight months four years ago Starfield official announcement trailer was four years ago 2018 bro 2018 I wish I don't I I always can't stand this like why can't I see the exact date oh June 10th of 2018 there we go you have to click more to see the exact date yeah June of 2018 so see what I'm saying like part of the reason these conversations happen and part of the reason that people just start to get so fed up with the whole ecosystem and culture is it's like bro why'd you tell us about this man get everybody so excited and we're not gonna see we're not gonna see the game think about it really good development cycles are five to six years we literally have been a part of the development cycle is what it feels like we heard about it in 2018 this thing lands late 2023 that's a it's a five year it's five and a half years Six years ago, Bethesda announced Elder Scrolls 6 and then peaced out completely. I feel like when they announced Elder Scrolls 6, they were literally capitulating to the public. The public would not allow them to sit down and talk about anything without that being a question. I'm dead serious. I think that they literally announced Elder Scrolls so that they could start to show up to interviews to be like, yeah, we announced that we're making it. We'd like to talk about this other thing now. You see what I'm saying? I didn't feel that they announced Elder Scrolls 6 because they genuinely wanted to announce it. I think they wanted to be able to do interviews and press conferences and announcements and not have that be the number one question every time. They, that would, they, they, Elder Scrolls 6 was literally like, hey, can you guys shut up and stop asking about this? We've got other things we want to do first that's why they did it they didn't do it because they were like yeah we really want everybody to know that we're working on this they were literally unable to sit down and do an interview about anything without that being the very very first question every single time it was the first question it was the first it was always the headline there was never the headline of like you know Bethesda once again refuses to answer questions about Elder Scrolls 6 Elder Scrolls 6 announcement was literally no info. It was just like, we swear it exists, right? I own both the Series S and a PS5. I feel like Starfield should have been on the PS5 as well. I think a lot of people are probably going to feel that way in the long run. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to look at it and say, man, oh man, this probably should have been a multi-platform release. I don't disagree with you. 
Now all questions are about Starfield. Smart move. That's right. That's right. There's no reason to ask about the Elder Scrolls 6 anymore. If you ask about the Elder Scrolls 6, you look silly. It's like, well, we already talked about that. Yeah, we're making it. Shut up. You know what I mean? That's crazy. That would have been like announcing Ragnarok when God of War 2018 came out. Well, not necessarily. I mean, Bethesda wasn't really doing anything back then. If you guys are just tuning in, the latest Starfield news is that I believe we can piece together enough evidence to say that Starfield has been delayed again and that it will launch in November of 2023. That's my prediction based off of uh, internal rumors now of a Redfall delay. They are now targeting May. According to Matt Booty, Starfield's coming after Redfall. I don't think they would immediately launch Starfield in June right after Redfall launches. I think Redfall is going to be the only game to hit the target of landing 12 months after the Xbox Bethesda showcase. There is apparently a big Xbox showcase coming up, probably in January, to really lay out what they're doing in 2023. And I think that's going to be the big focus, is hard release dates. Redfall, boom, May. Uh, Forza uh, Forza Motorsport, boom, like August, right? November for Starfield. Those would be your three big release dates. Diablo 4 is also June. Yeah, I I wouldn't think you'd want to land in June. No, I don't think so. I think they want to give Redfall room to like do its thing. You know what I mean? Diehard Bethesda fans are like crackheads. They don't really care about the quality. They just need to fix. I don't know, man. I don't know. Bethesda fans might be a little less forgiving these days. A little less forgiving. You know? Why they reveal Fable? No idea. Throw your POV on that video while I finish the thumb. But what? But what? Mm. Can't leave me hanging with just a random butt. <laughs> uh, twenty twenty gaming in twenty twenty two actually turned out uh, to be a very big year with the Elden Ring versus God of War Ragnarok game of the year 2022 debate uh, and many uh, other big video game launches it was actually a better year than many realized we already did if you guys missed this we already did a best video games of 2022 live stream and the honorable mention list got longer and longer uh best games of 2022 quite an impressive list and the sales figures show that there you go there's my POV I got an upload this afternoon gaming in 2022 right um yeah it's fine it's fine creature like we need to be able to make videos like that and movie and and, and just hopefully you know YouTube knows what to do with it I mean we did a best of 2022 on Friday and I thought it did fine maybe try and get in that funnel 
Um, I feel like 2018 was the best year for games to this date. God of War, Last of Us 2, Red Dead 2. Yeah, Last of Us 2 is not 2018. The constant delays for Starfield makes me nervous. Why, says Resident Recon? Because uh, get ready for all the de- uh, from the community and forcing Bethesda to release Starfield at a broken state. Uh, I saw it with Cyberpunk. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't think they'll capitulate to like public anger and public ranting. I don't think so. I think Todd said they have already made the music and some stuff for Elder Scrolls 6. I mean, to be fair, nothing launched like Fallout 76 up to that point. Um, what does Skippy say? Gorilla got done so dirty, they should have pushed Horizon back a month or two to give it a chance. It got forgotten and lost. Such a shame. It did commercially very well. Um, I think it did fine. I think they made the right choice. Wheezy thinks it's funny. I, I, I actually think it's funny that you think it's funny. You guys actually think they made a mistake or didn't do well. They were the first big release of 2022. I, I don't think it hurt them at all. all. All signs points of Forbidden West being very commercially successful. I have a video coming this afternoon of sales breakdowns of 2022. Forbidden West is on like every chart. What do you mean? They did fine. You're worried about press coverage or Game of the Year nominations? Who gives a frick about that? They're at the top of every sales chart. If they would have launched later in the year, it might have actually hurt them. They were like first out of the gun. Just boom. Here comes Forbidden West. And they were were a top-rated, top-talked-about-game for a couple of weeks. How do I think Hogwarts Legacy will turn out? Well, here's one of my discussion questions for today. We can we can talk about this. It's related to Hogwarts and Starfield. So there was a study that looked at the number of searches to determine the most anticipated game. And Hogwarts Legacy is crushing with 1.2 million searches. However, Starfield was in second place with 540,000 searches. Okay? Now, my question for you is, why is Starfield so anticipated? It's second only, and I mean, it's 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 almost impossible to compete with the global popularity of Harry Potter, right? Uh, Let her fly. We'll keep an eye on it. Just if it needs to. Okay. Like the global popularity of Hogwarts of, of Harry Potter and Hogwarts Legacy is almost impossible to compete with. Why is Starfield? Why is Starfield so anticipated? Is it Bethesda? Is it the is it the genre? Is it the game type? Like, what is it? What is making people say, I, this, this, I gotta play this thing. As a 26, didn't expect to get this uh, gift of a Christmas time stream. Hey man, I don't stop. I don't stop. We've already had 10 gifted, you know, make me gift five. Let's push this number. Let's get some gifted member. Let's get a member train to celebrate the holidays. I bounced right back day after Christmas, baby. We're here. East Coast Overlord with a $5 tip. Morning, Lono. Off work today, so I'm studying for another certification. Let's get to 25 members. Hey, East Coast is saying, let's do it. Let's do it. Here it goes. Right on cue. My man. This guy is so generous. Always tipping through Super Chat and getting us within 10 of the member goal. Thank you for doing that. PK Killer Apathy, George Charbol, CJ, Alpha Omega, yeah, and Blue Minotaur. You guys all got gifted members. We welcome you into our members-only Discord. We welcome you in to our members-only content. Terminal Stupidity with five gifteds. 
this is the way that we do it here the more often you're here the more likely you will get these gifted members so watch as often as you can and then you'll get these cram vicious rain aptum uh, ambitious ace and Gerwin, you guys all got a gifted membership from Terminal Stupidity. Thank you, Terminal Stupidity and East Coast Overlord, for being so so generous this month, guys. We did hit 2,000 members. That means in January we will do a Star Wars Episode Two watch party. Make sure you're maintaining your membership. A lot of you might lose your membership before we do that because you might have gotten a membership early in December and we might do it on like a late Saturday in January so pick up your own membership if you can Uh, you can upgrade to a membership plus for a dollar and then you'll always get all the extra uploads for member plus VIP and above and you'll also not have to worry about missing out when we do that as a brand new member you can go back and watch our 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 Star Wars Episode 1 watch party it's a VOD you can always use you queue it up with your own watching of the movie and I tell you when to press play and you can enjoy my wife and I's banter as we watch that video sort of alongside of you. And then every time we hit 2,000 members in a month, the following month we'll do that. So this is the first time we've done it again, so we'll do episode two next month. If we hit 2,500 members, we'll do a triple header horror game until dawn. We did that with The Quarry, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We will do that again for you guys with Until Dawn if we hit 2,500. If we hit 3,000 members, I'll do another Just Dance stream. I did one. And I refuse to do it again unless we hit a ton of members. <laughs> 3,000, I think, is a is a tall order. Tall order. So we're crushing it. Can't wait for Spider-Man 2. That's got to be the biggest game next year. Story of the first game, Miles Morales, so deep. Yeah, this week we're going to do a, uh, on Friday, we'll do a what I'm looking forward to in 2023, like most anticipated games of 2023, and we'll have a whole list. We did best games of 2022, so we'll do most anticipated of 2023 this Friday. Okay, you guys are answering the question. It's anticipated so much because of the freedom those games bring and the mods and the makers are gearing up people to play Starfield for 10 years. James Gunn says, Bethesda released games uh, always have a lot of hype. The idea of space RPG with exploration sounds amazing on paper. We haven't had something like that since Mass Effect. I think that's a really good answer. Their last game was a disaster. You really want to see what comes out after Fallout 76. Different teams, but I get your point. I think the original Mass Effect trilogy kind of defined space RPG, says Brit. Bethesda making one uh, this big is very exciting. Also a risk if it misses. People are saying thank you, Terminal. Yeah, if you guys got a gifted membership, make sure and say thank you. That means you get into our members-only Discord, as well as members-only content, which we, we, we will be doing today. We will be hanging out as members. It'll be sort of a holiday recap of like what you guys did and what I did. And it'll be fun. We'll just get to kind of hang out together. Um, and if five more members come in, I got to get five. So that'll, that'll get us to that daily goal. And I always do that as like a thank you. I never got the chance to play KOTOR. Feels like I missed a classic. My reason for being excited for Starfield, I was sort of on the fence. Like, I saw Starfield gameplay and I thought, okay, cool, Fallout in space, neato, let's, you know, let's let's do it. And then they started talking about your ship and investing in your ship and your crew and all the tech, and I was like, that feels like Star Trek to me. Yo, JW is going to fly us past the goal and take us to 30 If we hit 50, I have to do this again. He just flew past 25 and put us on the doorstep of another one at 30. 30 members for the day. JP Ravenfire, Ekal the Great, uh, VP Non-Japan, Googly Moogly. Hey, good to see you, Googly. Savio, Avocake, 
Lucas Hennix, Sean Edwards, and BC. You guys all got a gifted member, and I am a man of my word. I'll gift my five now. Thank you so much for doing that, JW. We appreciate you guys hanging out. I hope those of you that get the gifted members enjoy the members-only content as well as our members-only Discord server. A couple more coming in. Two OP for you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There they are. Here comes my five as a thank you for hitting the daily member goal. For passing it, I should say. X Septic Andre. Hey, my man Vasilios. Good to see you, Vasilios. Friendly neighborhood pothead and Peter. My question for you is if you were on the Fallout 76 hype train or even participated on release, then what's your skeptic level about um, one being none or ten all-time high? Oh, with Starfield? I feel like Starfield's going to land as a solid seven and a half or eight. Right? I think it's going to land as a solid seven and a half or eight. That would be my guess. I don't think it's going to be like a 9-10 tectonic triumph. I don't. My biggest concern is it's going to be mired with performance issues. I think it's going to be mired with performance issues, which will hurt its reception. We debated quite lengthily this morning about the Xbox Series S and what I think this game is going to do. Ooh. Heavy. Um... And I, I have I have my own concerns. I do. I moved it again. Yeah. I moved it. You, you just didn't notice on Friday. It helps with me staying in focus and that staying blurry. It still isn't doing it as consistently as I want. I'm still sitting closer to the desk than I want to sit. First ever gifted subs. Glad I did it for you, Lono. Had to finally hop on the PC for you. My man, JW. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. Guys, give me one uh, second.
Oh, all right, I'm back. Oh, all those gifts at the top look so good. They look so, so good. Oh, you like the VAT system? I've had people say that they don't like the VAT system. I've had people say that they feel like the only reason, like, they basically use the VAT system to hide that the shooting's just not that good. (laughs) Gotta get to work so I can afford subs. LOL, have a great day. Thanks, JW. I appreciate that. Let me give you guys a member count, too. since Since the next goal is... I think within reach this week. I think we can do it. I think we can do it. I think we just keep plugging away. We hit those goals daily. Like, you guys are crushing it. We are currently at 2,065. 2,065. So we're close to 2,100. Close. Hit that 25. I I really want us to hit that. I, I that, that time we did that over the weekend with um, Until Dawn. I'm sorry. We did it with the quarry. It was so fun. Love the Excite Bite shirt. Seriously, uh, the most sh- awesome shirt ever. Favorite game since it was out on the NES. Thank you, Big Bird. We are uh, we are partnered with 80s Tees, so you can use the shirt command, and it'll always tell you where the shirt's from. Sometimes I'm wearing like shirts from Into the AM, and you can use code Lono at 80stees.com, and you can get thirty uh, percent off. I almost said you can get sixty FPS. Like so many terms and numbers getting thrown around. Yeah, you can use. <laughs> You can use code LONO for 60 FPS over there. Over there on uh, on 80s tees. Amazing, isn't it? Uh, where's the member? There we go. Hmm. Do, do, do. Let's do that. Hey, my man Narwaffle, jumping back in seven months of membership. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that very, very much. Let's set this for that. Glad to see the slow climbs working out. I assume memberships are stabilized and we won't see a big fall again. Uh, Here's part of the problem, Ashen. Unless people really start buying into picking up memberships on their own and like a, a, a paying culture gets fostered on YouTube, the only concerning thing is, yeah, we're in the 2000s and I would say 90% of that growth has been from gifteds, which is concerning because that basically means unless a good chunk of those folks decide, hey, I enjoyed the Discord, I enjoyed all the extra streams and the stuff with Madam and all that... I want I want to pick up my own. We'll face the same thing in January. Like people will just have to regularly gift. I'll be gifting. We'll be hitting this goal to almost like maintain what we gained in December, like if that makes sense. So it's just one of those things where I don't know the solution. We super overreacted the one time. We were like, we want people to convert and I just that went over so poorly. That went over so poorly. Um Are we still talking about Starfield delay? I can give you the too long didn't read. We're we're two we're over two hours in. We're over two hours in the stream, so it's it's kind of hard to to keep that conversation going. Um, no, we're not in members already. No, Mike. 
Um. Whoops. No. That's what I want. Save that. Use code LONO for 60 FPS with FSR on Steam Deck. Thank you, East Coast Overlord, for the $2 tip. Has anything been confirmed? Here, I'll give you the too long didn't read. All right? So, internal rumors from a guy who's pretty reliable. He already had Redfall launching in March, according to his sources. He uh, he recently said he is now hearing that Redfall is targeting May. It's been internally pushed back six weeks. And according to Matt Booty, Starfield is further down the calendar from Redfall. Redfall will be launching first. I think it's their first big title next year, personally. Redfall lands in May. I think they'll then they'll they will then use the June summer game press time to announce all their stuff. They're gonna be like Starfield in November. I think Forza Motorsport will be like August. So I think what's going on with Redfall combined with what Matt Booty has said, combined with what Todd Howard has said about how they don't really want to show stuff unless it's like five or six months out. I don't think we're seeing Redfall. I'm sorry. I don't think we're seeing Starfield in the first half of 2023. I don't think so. Even though that's what was promised. So that's that's my theory based on this new information about Redfall. Forza and Starfield are 2024 games. I don't believe that. I don't. There are people that don't think we're even going to see Starfield next year. I'm looking forward to Redfall. I hope it has local multiplayer, but not counting on it. I don't think they've talked about local co-op. And the way that Redfall co-op's going to work, I don't think people are going to like it. Only the host gets progress. So, I think that's going to be a problem. Um, I don't think Redfall is going to be tectonic. I don't think it's going to land in a way that's going to make anybody say, wow, or what a great title, or anything like that. Yeah, I think Forza Motorsport is coming out next year. I don't know. Starfield is, to me, a bit of a coin toss. It getting delayed one more time, I I think, would be a little awkward. I, I just... I mean, I delayed, not again, but like delayed even out of 2022. I'm sorry, 2023. I just, that's big. That's big if Starfield gets pushed all the way out of next year again. That's going to start to make people, I just think there's a lot attached to that. Like that's confidence in the brand. That's confidence in Xbox. That's confidence in Microsoft. There's a lot of things that would be affected by that. There, there are. So... Yeah, there are people that think Starfield won't even land in 2023. I think it lands. I just think it lands late. I think it lands in November. 2024 wouldn't surprise me. Tired of waiting for disappointing games as Team November. Redfall has been the game that I love the concept. Then the more they talk about it, the more I dislike it. It's like Goth of Nights all over again. Right? It's like, hey, a game you can play with buds. And it's almost like... You know, Borderlands and Left 4 Dead had a baby, and then the more they've talked about it, the more I'm like, this sounds stupid. What'd y'all build? This doesn't even sound like a cohesive game. I think people's confidence will be broken if it comes out in December of 2023. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's that's a pretty big blow that it wouldn't even compete for any of the game awards uh, next year if it gets put in December. Forza, Starfield, Redfall have all been out next year. Oh, they all come out next year or Xbox is in trouble. Most of their big games were announced in 2018. Right. I don't think Forza's ever been delayed before. 
I just don't see, yeah, I don't see a pattern to think that like, oh no, Forza won't make it. It's like, no, I, I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be just fine. I don't, I don't think, the, the Starfield release date is the, is the big question mark. I don't think Redfall is a question mark. I, I don't think Forza is a question mark. You know, even, even Arc 2 and Stalker 2 and Minecraft Legends, I think are probably pretty, pretty solid for next year. Arc 2, maybe not. Stalker 2, they're dealing with they're dealing with pretty significant issues. So I could see Um I could see Minecraft Legends though being being one of the more surefire releases next year. Witchfire has me the most hyped. Yeah, we covered that the other day. That's definitely not one to skip. Witchfire looks really, really awesome. Where's Hellblade? Hellblade's not coming out next year. They didn't include it in any of the marketing press. When they did their big Bethesda showcase, their Xbox Bethesda showcase, Hellblade was not I- included, and they didn't say, oh yeah, look for it next year. They had like a whole uh, piece of artwork that showed it. You think Starfield is going to live up to the hype? I I think that question about games is always an interesting one because hype is subjective to the person. So I do think some people are going to get into Starfield and be like, this is not what I was hoping for. I think, you know, this is this is not nearly as, as awesome as, as I was hoping. But I also think there's going to be people that are like, no, this is exactly what I wanted. It's the Bethesda RPG systems in outer space with a ship and customizing the ship and like a Star Trek feel, um, like a Star Trek vibe. I think, I do, I think you'll, you'll see a lot of people kind of get behind it um, you know, for that, for that reason, living up to the hype is just, that's just kind of an, it's always been to me an awkward statement because I'm like living up to who's hype. Now they definitely talked about this thing as if it was going to be like earth shattering and like generation defining. And, you know, I, I think that is, you know, possibly, um, you know, going to be an issue, you know, with, with people being like, Hey, you know, you guys thought you guys talked about this thing as if it was going to be amazing, um, and then if it's not, again, that's subjective to the person. It's subjective to when they started paying attention to Starfield. Um, just letting them take them time. Uh, <clears throat> I just think letting them take their time about it. I know some of those were upset about not being able to control how to land on the planets. Doesn't really matter to me. Yeah, I don't think that's a deal breaker. I think people tried to make that into a deal breaker, and I just don't think that it is. I don't think that it is. So. Give me one second here, chat. Okay. I feel like these should these should be going in in gaming news too, personally. Um, hang on. Um, yeah, that definitely should be in game. I mean, I know it's not a live stream, but it should be in there. It should be. In there. Okay. Being able to use ladders sold me. The hype is real. <sighs> um. So this is a great reason to be a member. I'm going to send you guys over to a video that we've uploaded today. It'll say something about um, 
it's going to premiere in six hours. That's not true. I'm going to push the video live as soon as you guys get over there. When that video is done, it's going to bring you guys back to members. We're going to hang out with members for a little bit. Uh, usually we do mean comment Monday. I figured today would be more of just like a chill stream. We can just talk about the holiday weekend and how it went. So click the link in chat or you can ride the redirect to the upload. We do not have a second talk show today. Uh, gaming news is going to get a little dry for a couple of weeks and then it's going to all of a sudden pick back up. So we might not be able to do two talk shows uh, a day, uh, two talk shows a day this week. Okay. So click the link in chat or ride the redirect. When you guys get over there, 2022 gaming by the numbers, it's my reaction uh, to a gameindustry.biz article about how the year went. And when that video is done, we'll be doing a members only stream. So thank you so much. We'll see you guys over there in the member stream. Uh, and thank you so much for hanging out today. And um, I might actually push that live as a premiere just so you guys can talk since we aren't doing a separate talk show today. I think we'll do that just to kind of simulate like, hey, you kind of got two talk shows today because you guys will be able to chat during that premiere. And then we'll go to members. All right. I'll see you guys over there. I'll be in the chat. Thanks so much for watching. Uh, enjoy the next video and enjoy uh, seeing you in a bit in the member stream if you are a member.